What is up, everybody? Matt Swifty Perry here with the Leader Swift Podcast. Today, we got a very special guest. We have Gerald Fadayome. Um, I did not know how to say his last name in the episode, but Gerald just released last week a brand new book called When Life Gives You Lemons, and it's a fantastic book filled with so many leadership principles. So we had Gerald on. We just have a really good conversation about his book and about leadership. Uh, Gerald was on staff with North Point Church for many years, and it's just a lot of fun in this conversation. So I hope you guys enjoy it. If you get something good out of it, go ahead and share it with somebody. And I also want to talk about another friend uh, named Nate Schatzline. They do a conference called Born for This Conference. And this year, the conference is 100 percent free born for this conference it's all online and it's actually over four weeks every single wednesday they're going to be releasing new content so go to born for this conference.com born for this and go ahead and register yourself your team there is so many incredible speakers that are going to be on this lineup you are not going to want to miss it so go to born for this find it online register yourself your team completely free and grow as leaders i'm really excited for this conversation with gerald fatayomi we're going to jump right in What is up, everybody? I am here with Gerald Fadoyomi. Did I say your last name right? I probably didn't. Bro, that's that's not even close. <laughs> <laughs> How do I say your last name? Fadoyomi. Fadoyomi. That is awesome. Gerald, how are you? Man, I am phenomenal. It's a beautiful day in Atlanta today. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It is just hot in Phoenix. Uh, I'm in Phoenix. You guys have, like, the humidity. We just have straight dry heat uh way different but gerald tell us a little bit about your leadership journey yeah man uh gosh it's kind of crazy my leadership journey in ministry is a little wild i was actually a club promoter in atlanta um before i knew jesus and got saved in 2010 um in 2011 jumped in as a small group leader at north point uh, community church and then in 2014 got hired on staff uh, as a student pastor for North Point. And so I led uh, the student ministry at the second largest campus for almost five years uh, and then rolled off the staff to start a nonprofit for college students uh, where we do service-based conferences for college students. And so I've been leading a team to do that, uh, traveling and preaching and investing in churches and, and student pastors across the country, uh, and then also getting a chance to write a little bit more now too. So uh, have led at some big organizations, have led in some small contexts, um, and now trying to lead a team to start something new. That's amazing. You have led at probably like one of the greatest like churches and leadership churches probably in the world. Um, how how yeah. has it been to just learn leadership from North Point in that culture? Yeah, man, it's a, it's a phenomenal experience you almost learn by osmosis, right? Like just being around, it all just kind of gets soaked into you. Um, Andy's family is just a phenomenal leader. Uh, and he'll just say things like in normal conversation that are like leadership nuggets that could radically change your life. And so in those five years, man, I grew exponentially as a leader. Um, I learned who I was 
uh, and my skill sets and my values and the things that made me unique as a leader. Um, I also learned how to identify the talents and gifts uh, in my staff and in the team that I get to lead. And so, uh, man, it was an invaluable time uh, that developed me and shaped me in ways that I can't even put into words. That's dope. You lead a, a lot of college students. I've loved watching kind of your focus on those seniors in high school transitioning into college because I yeah. think that's such a pivotal age, especially as a leader. You usually hear stories from people, and that's really where they really transformed as a leader. It could be negative yeah. or positive. For you, have you? Totally. how has that been to, to see that transformation in college students in their leadership? Yeah, man, it's uh, it's been a wild journey. I've spent, if you're not familiar, I've spent the last two years just investing uh, a lot of time into the transition from high school to college. There's some statistics that about 70% of high school seniors will walk away from their faith in their first semester or first year of college. Um, and so I wrote another book called Before You Go to help with that transition. Um, and as a result of that, I got to spend some time with seniors, but also with some college freshmen. Um, and the last year, man, is been really cool. Um, actually, at the University of Georgia, I got to work with some of my former high school students to help launch our first year of conference and to watch how they had grown in their faith over that journey uh, of college and to watch the way that they were investing in their friends and in their relationship with Jesus. I mean, it was just so encouraging to see that the statistics may be true, but they're not true for everyone. Um, and that there's actually some things that we can do to help help students get it right. And so watching the depth of knowledge of who God is, watching their intimacy with God grow, watching them choose to live life, uh, lives that are obedient to the call of Christ uh, has just been incredible, man. It's so cool. That's amazing. And you have a new book coming out. Tell us a little bit about this book. Yeah. Yeah, so the book is entitled When Life Gives You Lemons. Uh, it's a phrase that we're all familiar with. And uh, I did not really plan on writing this one. I was actually writing a different book. And I hit a season of extreme adversity, um, which is honestly not unique to me. Like, I've been through a lot of hard things in my life. My parents were never married. I mentioned I was a club promoter. I had three friends who were murdered as a club promoter. One friend committed suicide. Um, you know, my wife's husband, or my, I'm sorry, not my wife's husband, I'm my wife's husband. <laughs> my wife's dad uh, uh, took his own life at, at the first year of our marriage. I bailed my mom out of jail on multiple occasions. Uh, adversity has been a part of my story all throughout it, but this last little bit that I faced uh, really had an impact on my life. My twin girls were actually born um, in the middle of this coronavirus pandemic, and they were born on March the 18th. Um, and being present for their birth was so important to me just because I had a dad who wasn't present um, in my life for so many years. We actually just reconnected after 20 years of not speaking to each other. Um, And so being there for the birth was a huge, huge deal for me, man. And um, because of coronavirus, I'd actually come back from a trip and wasn't feeling well and had to get tested for it. Um, And in the middle of me waiting for my test results to come back, my wife went into labor. And so uh, because I didn't have my test results back, I could not be there for the birth of my kids. Um, And I spent some days at home uh, by myself while my wife was in the hospital, um, just crying out to God and and trying to understand the situation that I was in. And as I was thinking through it, I was reminded of a sermon that I'd actually preached a couple of years ago uh, on the life of Joseph and the adversity that he had faced all throughout his life and kind of his character in the seasons of adversity that came his way. Um, And so these three questions came to mind that I kept wrestling with for myself. 
Um, and I started to write out this, these ideas, these questions, uh, hoping that it'd be helpful for anyone who's walking through a season of adversity, not just with coronavirus, but in life, right? Like adversity is, is promised. We're going to deal with this in, in seasons to come um, as leaders, as humans, like adversity is a part of our story. And so I want us to be people who navigate it well um, and thought this is a great opportunity to talk about it. Yeah. And when it comes to adversity and in leadership, it's not when it happens. I mean, it's not if it happens, it's when it happens, right? Like every leader is going to go through adversity. There's probably leaders listening to this right now that are going through adversity. What encouragement Mm -hmm. would you give a leader who's going through a time of adversity to make it through and not just make it through, but to thrive in seasons of adversity? That's a great question man so there's three there's three questions in the book uh i'll i'll kind of talk through one of them the one that i think is probably most relevant as it relates to leaders and that'll be the most helpful um so this is a free chapter out of the book right now um but the first question that we kind of cover is is this question what's in my control um and i think a lot of times as christians it's easy to go like okay this isn't god's control like i'm going to trust him with it he's got it and that's true. Uh, that's actually part of the principle that we're going to talk about in a second. Um, but I think it's important for us as leaders to slow down for long enough and go, okay, there are some things in my control, even if things aren't going exactly the way that I want them to go. So let me give you a super practical example. A uh, senior pastor has a budget, right? He gets to allocate the budget for the whole church. Your department wants more money because you have great ideas. You have dreams for for ways you can make things better, for ways you can reach more people. This isn't you just asking for more money. Like you actually have a vision, a plan, a strategy around being able to do this. But the decision is made to give that money to another department. As a leader, that can be extremely frustrating, right? Like it can be extremely frustrating to have visions, plans, hopes for the future, and then not be resourced to be able to do it. And a lot of times what happens in seasons like that is we tend to ask this question. The question is why? Right. Like, I don't understand why he did that. I don't understand why he doesn't see things the way that I see them. I don't understand why God hasn't stepped in and made him see things and made her see things the way that I want them to see them. Right? Like, why is the question we ask in adversity? And for this particular example, it's about a budget, but, you know, that could be anything. In any situation of adversity, we tend to ask the question why. Well, my suggestion would be to us, instead of asking the question why, because that doesn't really lead anywhere, what if we slowed down and pulled back from the situation and went, okay, What's in my control in this situation? I can't control the budget. That's not up to me. I can't control what he or she sees. That's not up to me. I can't control the, dig- the decisions that they make. That's not up to me. So that's not in my control, but what is? Well, my attitude about this situation is the way that I recruit volunteers is if I ask a donor private money is, right? Like my own personal investment into this is, right? And so there are a lot of things that are in our control that will pull away from the question why and we'll move towards what's in our control. What we'll find is that we actually have more influence over the situation than we realize, right? And so the practice is this, is we move towards what's in our control and then we release the things that are concerning us or bothering us or causing us anxiety or stressing us out or making us angry, right? We release those things to God and go, okay, God, you are in control. So the things that I can do nothing about, I'm going to give those to you. And as a leader, I'm going to focus on giving my time, my effort, my energy to the things that are in my control and trust that God can handle the things that I can't. That that's is that's so one good. super that, practical way to apply it. That's so good. The part I got stuck on, right? I think this is so hard for any leader. And it comes down to really our um, controlling our emotions. But that part where you said moving from the why and pulling back and asking some of these questions, 
give us some some insight. How can we control our emotions to be able to pull back? Because sometimes we get so so stuck on that question, why it can be so hard yeah. to just pull back. Yeah, yeah, that's so good. Um, I think a super practical way to do this, and one of the practices that I'm trying to implement in my life more, um, is in a season of adversity when something's not going my way, is to sit down and write out all of the things that are concerning me or frustrating me or making me anxious about that situation. So literally just write out a list, right? Then take another colored pen and circle all of the things that are in my control. It causes me to slow down. Wow. It removes the emotion from the situation, and then it gives me a clear vision for what to do next. Everything that's circled is an action step. Everything that's not, I have to give to God. And this isn't like a one-time activity. This is like a, a constant decision that in every season of adversity, I'm going to choose to trust that God can handle the things that I have no control over. And I'm going to make a conscious decision to slow down for long enough and ask myself the question, what's in my control? And then give my best effort to this. Wow, that is so good. Gerald, that was that was amazing. And everybody is going to buy your book that listened to this because how good that was. <laughs> gave, gave us so much wisdom. Thank you so much for jumping on. Gerald, where can they find you if they want to connect on social media, maybe learn a little bit more about the stuff you're teaching? Yeah, absolutely. So on, on all social media platforms, it's just Gerald Fatiomi. Uh, you can find me there. In terms of the book, it'll be available on Amazon. Um, but there's also a website. You can go to the lemons with an S, lemons with an S book. Dot com, uh, and there's some other resources that'll be available there. I'm actually working with a licensed professional counselor um, to pro- to provide a 15 to 20 video course um, on battling anxiety as well. And so one of the underlying results of adversity uh, is seasons of anxiety. And so I got with the counselor and went, hey, I'm not the expert on this, but you are. So can you help us figure out how do we battle anxiety um, as we walk through seasons of adversity. And so that'll be available on that site as well. Um, so a lot of great resources coming out with the book. Wow, that is so good. I'm excited for that. I'm definitely going to join that course. Uh, but thank you so much for taking some time to hang out with us. Oh, dude, thanks for having me. This is amazing.